that's really interesting, and it, and it gives an insight into something of your your personality, which I, I think will come through in the, in in more of the story. So, t- tell me your perspective on safe options in terms of work. Yeah, safe options. I was known by my friends as Captain Safety. I was the guy they used to make fun of me all the time because we'd be like in a car and maybe we got in like a sort of a not an altercation but there was a you know kind of bad blood between our car and another car and i would say like don't antagonize that person they could kill us or we go on a um we went to costa rica we were on four by fours like these four-wheeler kind of things and i was the slowest one at the back of the line because i didn't want to go too fast and so that was kind of my default mindset for much of my life i was really about going for the safe option My name's Dr. Gary Crotez, award-winning author of The Idea Mindset. In this Unlock Micro Moment, you're hearing a short extract from one of my top guests on the Unlock Moment podcast. Patrick McGuinness is an investor, author, podcaster, and inventor of the term FOMO. In this short extract, he talks about how a trip to India helped him to find perspective after a highly challenging period of his career. Enjoy this Unlock Micro Moment with Patrick McGuinness. The prestigious option, always. I wanted the best, but I wanted safe. And so, you know, my career was my whole kind of like design for my career was let me go to some company that's very, very safe, but then work in like a more exciting part of it. And therefore, I'll have the upside of the exciting bit, but I'll be very, very safe and like it can't disappear. Working at the private equity group of JP Morgan. And then when I was in school, basically they dismantled the group and I couldn't, I thought I assumed I'd just go back and work there. And they were like, no. And so um, I, had, I had to reinvent myself. And I remember at the time, just was, I had a real kind of a hard time getting a job out of business school because I had a very specific experience set, which was private equity in Latin America. And people were like, you know, that was out of fashion and they were like, you're American anyway. So it was really tough. And then I got this job at uh, AIG Capital Partners doing private equity. And it was, you know, a very cool part of AIG. AIG was like top 20 biggest companies in the world. I was like, this is great. Well, unfortunately, anybody who remembers the financial crisis in 2008 would recall that AIG was the um, was the sort of the most spectacular of all of the terrible things that happened. It just blew up in spectacular fashion. I had shares in the company that fell 97%. Uh, and my career blew up. And it was sort of like, not only did my company just blow up, but you know, it was like a very... Um, controversial place that people thought we were immoral and stuff like that. So I saw this, I had taken the right path, you know, that I thought was the safe path. I had done all the the things you're supposed to do. Like I had gone to Harvard business school, which, you know, I never even dreamed of, but I did it. And I thought, well, you know, at least I'm going to be, you know, reasonably successful here, you know, because like it's, it's a great institution. And instead I ended up in a very bad place, very unhappy, um, not physically unwell, and you know everything I had put my faith in, I realized was a lie, and I was completely cynical at that point. So it really challenged some fundamental beliefs that you'd had for a long time. It was like learning there's no there's no Easter Bunny or something. Where like when you're a kid, sorry if anybody's children are listening, um, by the way, uh, but but it's sort of like you learn that, and you're like, but wait a minute, I the I left candy and the Easter Bunny. I, I when I was a kid, I took the Easter Bunnies cup that he drank out of or she i don't want to gender the bunny 
And I put a piece of tape that said the Easter Bunny drank out of this and I displayed it in our home. So when I found out, like my, my, my faith was shattered and I was like, you know, I didn't want to leave anything for the bunny anymore. The same thing happened with capitalism and the business world. I was like, I did, I played by your rules and I ended up getting tossed aside and I don't want this anymore. And how did that leave you feeling? Well, <laughs> quite angry in the beginning, frankly. Uh, I was very angry. I felt despair uh, for believing. Who are you angry with? Um, I was angry with the people I worked for, for failing me and not being leaders and providing zero. They just weren't present. Um, you know, when companies blow up, everybody runs for cover and hides. And I saw that it was like, so I felt a lot of resentment towards the, the people who didn't sort of fix the problem, not understanding that they too were completely at a loss of what to do. Uh, and myself, I think for just, you know, what I didn't realize at the time, or I guess maybe I realized, but now I see it so clearly, is that I had decided to take a path that really wasn't going to be the best path for me. I would have never been great at that. I would have been good, but I wouldn't have been great. I wouldn't have been truly happy. I was chasing the wrong things. And now that I have sort of switched everything around and done it the other way, I recognize like what a difference that is in just your daily like mindset and how you feel. But I wasn't there yet. I was just angry and frustrated and lost. And it's really common that when people are faced in with extraordinary change, unexpected change, that to build to a more positive future and a positive outcome, it can be almost inevitable that you kind of have to go through that dip that is anger, frustration, despair, guilt, hostility often. Um, and you've got to start to rebuild. So when you were going through that curve, what, what was the point when you started to feel like you're bottoming out and starting to build for the future? What, what was that? So few people make big change without having to get smacked on the face. You just don't because the status quo is more comfortable, right? And I know that sounds obvious, but think about it. It's so true. And so um, you need to have this hero's journey or whatever to get to the other side. And I think for me, as I think back on this, boy, it's like, this is like traumatizing me as I think about it because it was so difficult. For me, I got really sick. And so I was literally, I had blurry vision for six months. I had night sweats. I was all, there was something wrong. They never figured it out. It was stress related. My best friend and I went to London for New Year's and he was a real support for me at the time. I'm still so thankful for that. And I remember he was trying to help me with some work and I couldn't read the contract because my vision was so blurry. And I just thought like, this is awful. And I had a couple months of that. I had four, five, six months of that feeling. And then I decided I had to really pull things together. And that meant getting healthy, physically healthy. And so I made a bunch of changes. And, um, and then I went on this trip to India and I, my friend was getting married and I wasn't going to go, but I was like, I need to get, I need to go somewhere. I need to get out of here. And I went and I, when I left on that plane, I remember I was really sick and I got there and it was, um, right after the Taj was bombed, was, was attacked by the, by the terrorists. And I stayed there because I just thought that I was, you know, I admire the the Taj company and the founder, Ratan Tata. I've always admired this company. And I was like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to be there. I'm going to spend my dollars in their hotel because, they, you know, they need people like me to do that. 
And I got there and it was all, it smelled like a, a fire and um, still. And I, and I went outside because I couldn't sleep and I walked around the neighborhood and I saw all these, you know, India at night, many children sleeping on the street. And I mean, it was everywhere. And I just thought to myself like, man, my problems are not that bad. You know, they just aren't. And these kids are sleeping outside and this hotel got attacked and people died. And yeah, so I lost my job and, you know, I didn't lose my job, but my job lost me or whatever. And I'm hate it and I'm miserable, but like, this is not the end of the road for me. I have so many opportunities. And so that was it. I, I mean, it sounds so like I wrote it like a screenplay or something, but I swear to God, maybe that's just how I remember it. But I remember what's crazy is I went to that wedding. I had a wonderful time. I got off the plane when I came back to the US and I noticed something, which is my vision was back and I felt healthy again. It was insane. I just was like, wow, I, I, like, I feel like me again. And that was the beginning of the next phase of all the things that I've done. This has been an Unlock Micro Moment with investor, author, and podcaster, Patrick McGuinness. Hope you enjoyed it. Find me on Instagram at Dr. Gary Crotez and subscribe to this podcast to get notified about future episodes. Most listeners to this podcast on Apple and Spotify haven't yet hit the follow button. If there's one thing you can do right now to help me out, then please click the follow button. The more followers I have, the better guests I can attract for you to learn from. Thanks again for listening and join me again soon here on the Unlock Moment.